are at the edge of the diving board. Will you take that plunge? Or will you stand there paralyzed by fear? How do you handle fear? What about worries and insecurity, pride, bitterness, and anger? How do you step out from those feelings and emotions into a life of grace, reconciliation, and peace? It's a fact. We can't handle those feelings and emotions on our own. When we try to step out alone, we fail. But because Jesus steps in, we can step out. Today I'm interviewing Deb Burma. She's the author of Stepping Out to a Life on the Edge. Stay tuned, you won't want to miss today's program. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Welcome, Deb. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me, Kay. This is my pleasure. Well, I loved your book. Uh, Anytime I interview authors, I get the privilege of reading their book, and your book is called Stepping Out to a Life on the Edge. Deb, tell our listeners why you wrote the book. Okay. You know, the, the topics contained within my book were areas of struggle, really, that I had lived with for years, continue to live with, um, areas of struggle um, really on my heart. And as God has opened doors over the past several years for me to travel and, and speak to a lot of women to share in ministry, to share the love of Jesus um, around the country, I, uh, I interact personally with so many women, and I find that while, while every woman's story, while every woman's circumstances are completely unique to her, I find that, um, wow, our challenges, our struggles, our, our, um, our weaknesses, our sins and failures, they are, they're, they're so, we have so much in common, so much um, that we all struggle with. And uh, this has, as I said, been on my heart for many years, and God then gave me a platform to be able to, to share these. Um, the image beginning as you look at the, the, the visual on the cover of the book, as you alluded to, with, with a woman's feet at the edge of a diving board. And that took me back to an, um, a childhood memory that I share in my book when a phobia of the diving board, the edge, and the deep, dark waters below, when that formed for me. And um, those timid tootsies of mine trembling on the edge of a diving board, I was able to use that imagery across the, the various struggles, the chapter topics of my book, to address this issue of, um, you know, Lord, you'd like me to live out there on that edge? I like this safe place back behind the board, this place where I am stuck mm-hmm. in my fear. And yet he leads me to a life on the edge. Um, what does that look like to address those struggles? And how can I move from this uh, seemingly safe place of, of, um, of struggle out to uh, released from that struggle to a life on the edge? That's great. And, of course, you're talking in that first chapter about fear. Uh, and one of the things that I like, Deb, in your each chapter, and we're going to touch on several of them, you talk about your challenge, in this case, the fear of jumping off the diving board. <laughs> I don't jump off diving boards, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I can swim, but I don't dive. Um, and uh, then you also have stories of people, sometimes you, sometimes others, that have stepped out. And you also, of course, always bring people back to the Word of God. And so in that first chapter, you talk about your fears, uh, and you also talk about what Jesus said, do not be afraid. 
you know, do not be afraid. And uh, let's talk for a minute about Matthew 14. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that time where Jesus said to his disciples, do not be afraid. Yes. Well, he was speaking to a bolt full of his disciples who, d- disciples, excuse me, who were full of fear. And yes, that's when those words came out, do not be afraid. Um, but I'd like to just back up just a little bit into the context of, of the chapter 14 of Matthew. That just hours earlier, Jesus was, yes, he was with these closest followers. He was also with crowds of people who were listening to him. His disciples heard him um, speaking to the masses of people there who were, he was miraculously healing them with, with a touch or a word out of compassion for them. And uh, they were listening to him. His disciples were listening as he proclaimed the kingdom of God, and, and they saw him um, provide miraculously again uh, a meal for thousands mm-hmm. from one little lunch. With this context in mind, um, he, he, also, he told them then, at the close of that time with the crowds, to, to get in the boat, and to go out onto the Sea of Galilee, and that he would then um, release the crowds and retreat by himself to pray. All of this happens before dusk. Well, by evening, a strong wind, we are told, was raging across the waters, and the disciples by this time, they're miles from shore. They're struggling to keep their boat afloat, and they battle the, the storm all night. Now imagine, this begins at dusk, and the fatigue, the fear... Mm as they're fighting this dark, stormy sea for hours. And uh, we're told at the fourth watch of the night, which in our equivalent would be about four in the morning, Mm -hmm. they see see someone coming Mm -hmm. toward them, walking on the waves. Well, you know, can you imagine, even though these were, many of these were, were fishermen formerly by trade, and not normally afraid on the water, but can you imagine in this kind of storm, through hours of the darkness, and suddenly now, as they're wondering if they can keep their boat afloat, and now they see someone walking to them. Um, you know, the, the Gospel of Matthew tells us there that they were terrified. They sure. cried out in fear that they were certain they were seeing a ghost. ghost. And there's where our Lord's words come in, because it was he walking again miraculously across the water, and he calms them with, with his words. He says, take heart. It is I. Mm-hmm. And, and then he says, do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter, uh, impetuous Peter, yeah. what a follower Peter. of Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, he heard Jesus' reassuring words, you know, and it, he had been quaking in fright for uh, just moments earlier. Now he sees Jesus walking toward him on the water. He hears those reassuring words, and he is prompted to step out in faith. Mm-hmm. And, and these words hit me squarely, as I considered my timid tootsies afraid to step off the edge of a diving board into the, you know, calm, clear water of a backyard swimming pool, for goodness sake. And here he is, suddenly now, prompted to step out, literally, out of the boat. He called out to Jesus, you know, um, saying, Lord, you know, command me to come to you on the water, and Jesus tells him to come. So Peter gets out of the boat, right after Jesus' words of, you know, do not be afraid and come to me. And the Lord was performing the miraculous through Peter. Peter walked on the water toward Jesus. Yes, he did. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you know, it's, it's easy in this scenario as we look at this little piece of history that this uh, miraculous, amazing event of our Lord with his disciples to be critical of Peter um, because of what happens next. 
but I want to I want to think about this part for just a moment that uh, it, by faith the faith that the Lord had given to Peter in his excitement to see the Lord he he cries out let me come to you and for a moment he is doing the impossible mm-hmm. um, by by the Lord's strength a miracle a miracle yeah. he is walking on the water well uh, if if you know this story if you know this little bit of history what happened next is that it says that um, he saw the wind. Mm-hmm. Peter took his eyes off the Lord. Right. In fear, he, he sees the wind, and he immediately begins to sink and cries out, Lord, save me. Well, Jesus, of course, immediately reaches out his hand and takes hold of Peter, gently rebukes him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? Um, it was only when Peter took his eyes off of his Lord and, and recognizing, really, the impossibility of the situation that he finds himself in, fear overtakes him, and he begins to sink. Mm-hmm. He panics. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing that I think is just amazing is to look at our Lord coming to Peter then, not when Peter had somehow mustered up any kind of courage on his own, but he came, comes to him in the midst of his worst fear, in the midst of his weakness and sin and panic, failure to trust. He comes to him right there reaches out his arm, mm-hmm. and saves him. Yep, he does. He and does. He does. And I, I just love Peter. And, you know, one of the names uh, of Peter and his brother at early in the Bible are sons of thunder, very yeah. impetuous, <laughs> and learned and grew into his uh, position uh, later in life. But, uh, uh, but for some reason... And God only, and Jesus only knows he selected Peter because he was passionate (laughs) and because he was willing to step out on the edge. Uh, Many wouldn't have been. In fact, he was the only one of the disciples that did. But we learn from that. And and one of the uh, resounding uh, terms that you use in your book is because Jesus steps in we can step out. In the very beginning, I said, you know, if we try to step out on our own without the Lord, we're going to fail. We're going to fall. And although we are Christians, we still sin. So, you know, we, we still at times are afraid. We still have all kinds of things that we do wrong. But because Jesus steps in, we can step out. And this is just an ex- this story of Matthew 15 is just Another example of how Jesus does that. Yes, yes, he steps in, and it is only by his strength, and because he first steps in, coming to us in the midst of our struggle, that we are able to step out. Right. Uh, in this case, stepping out of fear to a life of courage. Yes. So if I can make that visual analogy for all of us again, um, cowering in fear behind and below the base of the diving board, if you will, stepping up, and shimmying out, you know, be they timid tootsies, it's mm. in the Lord's strength that we take even every tiny baby step forward toward that edge. The opposite of fear, that would be a place of courage. That is where our Savior would have us live, mm-hmm. in a life of courage. He's right there beside us. He holds our hand. He goes mm-hmm. before us, and, and he's guiding. Yes, he is. Now, in each of the chapters, you also have... Um, more sometimes more than one stepping out story sometimes yourself Mm -hmm. sometimes someone else Um, I'm not 
necessarily asking you just to share the story that was in that first chapter, stepping out of my fear to a life of courage, because that's the one we've been talking about. But share one of your stepping out stories in your book for our listeners. Sure. Um, as, As you just so beautifully put, that these stories are often from other women. Some are my own, and sometimes there's more than one. There's at least one per chapter where a woman has shared very honestly um, that that particular struggle and how God has worked in her life, enabling her to step out. One that comes to mind is um, in the chapter about worry, Mm -hmm. stepping out of our worry to a place of trust, to a life of trust. And uh, a dear friend of mine, raising children at the same time I was, right alongside me, first close by as neighbors and then across the country. As we continued to remain close, I, what I saw was a, what I felt was a very um, trusting, confident mom. What I didn't realize was that the, the struggles that my friend had been through uh, with worry that gripped her, um, worry as she would think of the what-ifs, um, as soon as she gave birth to her child. Will he be healthy? Will he get hurt? I fear for his safety. I fear for the peers that he will, uh, you know, so here he is an infant, and she's worried about his peers come high school. And that worry was gripping her and really paralyzing her in her, uh, threatening to paralyze her at least, in her walk with her Lord and in her journey of parenting. And um, the Lord really moved her um, through the guidance of her, with her husband who walked beside her in the Word, and uh, with those that he brought into her path that led her to, to um, search the scriptures and cry out to him. She, she recalled again and again how prayer was her antidote for worry, that as worry would start to seize her and she would start to think of the what-ifs, and she, she'd come to a place of um, taking it to the Word, looking to what God has to say about worry and about our ability to trust him by his strength, and, and was reminded again and again how, um, how we need not worry because he never leaves our side, and we need not worry because he loves our child even more than we do, and that even when we're not in the presence of our child, he never leaves them. And again and again, as she went to the scriptures, as she went to prayer, laid it at the Lord's feet, um, her favorite verses came to be those of, from Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 to uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, to lean not on your own understanding, to in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Um, Again, being led from a life of worry to one of trust. And I think this is whether it is in raising children or in just those, what lies out there, the unknown, the future, the Mm what-ifs. Worry can really get its grip on us. And this this was my friend's story, and it it was powerful. Great. I'm going to make some announcements, and then I'll probably come back to ask just a couple more uh, comments related to um, worry and what what types of things we can do so that we don't worry. And I'll come back to that. Thanks That's for listening. Thanks for listening to Family Shield today. Family Shield is giving away the booklet "Live the Six: Being an Everyday Missionary." To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center. 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Please make sure you give us your complete name and address when you call or write. 
The Family Shield radio program airs on more than 50 radio stations each week throughout the United States and is also available through our podcast. We are a listener-supported ministry. We invite your prayers and support. If you'd like to support us, send a gift to Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. You can also donate on our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to www.thrivent.com slash Thrivent Choice or call Thrivent at 1-800-847-4836 and one of their employees will help you. Remember, you choose, but Thrivent gives the gift. For more information, contact us at witness2family at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Family Shield and for your prayers. Learn more again at www.familyshieldministries.com. This is Kay Meyer, host for today's Family Shield program. Thanks for listening. Again, I want to mention the three books that Deb will be giving away. We will be giving away the books, Stepping Out to a Life on the Edge, are donated by Deb Burma. And her books are um, can also be obtained through uh, Concordia Publishing House. Deb, is there any other place they can receive the uh, purchase the books if they're interested? Yes, um, they are also available through the um, Amazon.com website. It is um, also available in Kindle format oh, via Amazon. So Concordia Publishing House has worked with Amazon to make that happen so that you, as well as hard copies, you can receive the Kindle version. All right. Very good. Well, before the break, I had asked you about um, uh, one of your stories, and you had shared your story of your friend who went from worry to trust. You have a chapter, um, uh, and and you talk about your little sister, I think it, the the fearless little shepherd. Yeah. And uh, then you also talk about the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. Tell us a little bit more about how you learned about not to worry through your sister. Well, my little sister was diagnosed at a very young age with a rare degenerative form of epilepsy. And uh, being just three years older than her, as a young child myself, I was often gripped with, with worry over what could happen to her. And while there was certainly a place for valid concern for my entire family, um, I often took that to an unhealthy level of irrational worry. My little sister, um, my, my, I have an older sister as well. I fall right in the middle. Mm, no, and so am my, I a middle child. Mm. Ah, yes. Um, we grew up on a ranch in western South Dakota. My father raised cattle, but our neighbor raised sheep. Um, and one year he ha- was in need of someone to take on 18 little bottle lambs. So we suddenly find ourselves to be little shepherds. And my little sister, this was very therapeutic for her with all of the issues that she had. She just loved these sheep, and she was fearless. Um, we had a lot of rattlesnakes and other critters that were, you know, understandably dangerous, good reason for fear, uh, a healthy level of fear to, to be cautious. But she was fearless and spent countless hours in the sheep pen. And I was able to learn firsthand as a young girl then this senselessness of sheep and being able to take that to um, 
the scriptures where we're uh, see, often likened to that of a sheep um, mm-hmm. that can wander off so easily, wander away from what is uh, good and right for us and find a hole in the fence. And, tra- you know, I saw this in reality with our little sheep. And my, my sister, being truly the good little shepherd, was fearless. She would get in the way of something trying to mm-hmm. harm the sheep. She'd bring them back with a little cluck of her tongue. She could take the wandering sheep and bring them back into the fold. And they, they followed her like uh, like you would follow the Pied Piper, if you mm-hmm. would think of that old story. Yeah. Truly a shepherd with her sheep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... As she taught me um, in her own little way not to worry, it was amazing to me how I could take that as, as an adult and remember back and recall and see my good shepherd who never left our side, who was able to um, continually come after us when we wander away, when we... Um, fall into uh, all those senseless, silly things that wandering sheep fall into, mm-hmm. and um, to not worry, to know that the Good Shepherd has me in his arms, to know that he loves me, even in spite of my worries and my lack of trust. Uh, he holds me close. He never leaves my side. Yeah. You know, um, I wrote down uh, four things you said, uh, antidote for worry, and I want to just say the word and let you kind of share a little bit because I thought it was excellent. Uh, The first was review. Can you tell me what you meant by that? This is to to stop worrying because I think that's such a relevant topic for all of our listeners. We all worry about things we don't need to worry about. But uh, tell us what you mean when you say review. What are we supposed to review? Review. Well, when worry gets its grip on me, reviewing means looking back. Really reviewing where have I been, recalling the prayers that that my Heavenly Father, who knows every need that I have, who gives to me abundantly, how he has answered. To look back and to see how he's answered in both obvious ways, subtle ways, you know, sometimes unexpected ways, not maybe in the direction that I thought my prayer was going, but in his wisdom to look back at that provision and taking that to a place of thankfulness. Um, that th- thanksgiving to him, what a soothing balm for everything that uh, threatens to um, get its grip on me and worry. So. And I, I write out that prayer list. Uh-huh. So then if I return to that prayer list, again, mm-hmm. in my review, I'm able to look at the answers he's sure. provided. It might be years later, yeah. but I look back and, and can see his provision. Oh, wonderful. Okay, so we review, we yes. remember what God has done for us. Why are we worrying? He is walking with us. The next antidote for worry was pray. What do you mean by that? Well, as, as simply put as the word pray is, to take it to the Lord. And I, I really focus on the fact that worry, as it gets its grip on us, think about the time that it grips at, at us the worst. For me, that might be the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. The worries seem the most irrational. Yes, I find myself awake in the middle of the night, um, worries attacking my tranquility, and I lie there and call out to the Lord. You know, Lord, is this something that, that you and I are supposed to wrestle through together? Um, is this something that I, instead of idle worry, that I am to take to an action item to receive some insight from it? You know, are you teaching me something through this and in so, so that it's not just idle worry? Um, make that clear to me. And, uh, and to, be, to remind me, Lord, of your word where you tell me not to worry. Mm-hmm. 
that I, in my prayer, as I cry out to him, I ask him to help me sift through it to, to um, then respond in praise. All that right. he embraces me, that, you know, that he covers me with his grace, even when I'm trapped in worry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. And then another antidote for worry is unload. What do you mean by that? And our time is beginning to wrap up here, okay. Deb. So I'll just... be very quick. Yeah. Um, yes, this is one where my daughter actually shares a story. Similar to prayer, it's, it's taking that to the Lord, maybe writing that out, naming that anxiety and that worry for what it is, and laying it out there, uh, which, which brings me to my fourth and final point of release. Mm-hmm. And that might mean putting that in words and envisioning myself laying it at the foot of the cross at his feet. I may, in my worry that I continue to struggle with, grab it back again, but knowing I can mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. to lay it back out there at his feet again and trust him to take care of it um, for and with me. Absolutely. Very good. Um, now, one other thing I wanted to touch on, in each of your chapters, you have the stepping out. We have two minutes left, so this is going to be quick. Okay. Um, you have the stepping out and the, the stories and, you know, just being very open and honest. But you also, at, at the end of each chapter, have reflections, questions, which would be for group study or even individual study. Talk just real quickly, Deb, about those and why they're there. Yes. They are there very pointedly because I believe that we, um, we tend, I think, easily to, to read something, set it down, and not ponder it further. Mm-hmm. Reflection questions, whether alone or with a group, enable us to stop, dig deeper, open up the Word. I give you um, suggestions. Take this straight to the Word, and let's dig a little deeper. They cause us to ask of ourselves and of each other. Um, to, to really ponder and go there. What does that worry, for instance, look like for me? And what might it look like life lived out there on that edge away from that foothold of worry? Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, so we have 60 seconds left. So I think I'm just going to uh, introduce you again and, and kind of make a few uh, announcements as we close. Again, my guest is Deb Burma, and her book is Stepping Out to A Life on the Edge. We're going to give away three of those books. So again, call our response center if you're interested, uh, 877-317-4326. As you heard us talk, you uh, know that uh, uh, we are talking about those that know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. And John 3.16 says, Jesus loved us enough to come into this sin-torn world to take our sins upon himself, suffer in our place, and gives us forgiveness and eternal life. Thank God for Jesus. And we're so glad that you've listened. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. And we thank you for listening and learn more on our website. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.